What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding Wild Black. You guys, I know it's been a minute. You know, really, it's only been a week because I had to take last week off only because I moved. All right. And you know how it is when you move, but you have to pack, unpack. It's a whole process. I was tired. I had no energy. I felt drained. And I always want to make sure that I give you guys my best. So I listened to myself. For the first time in a long time, I finally listened to myself. So I'm excited. I'm back. I'm ready. And I'm ready to give y'all some more gems to introduce you guys to new people. And today I have my very, very dear friend, Stanley, with me. And she's going to drop some knowledge, okay? She's going to express her life, the things that she's doing, her process, her dreams, her aspirations, all that good stuff, all right? And I'm excited. I'm excited for her to be here, and we just going to get right into it, all right? Hey, girl. So, welcome, okay? We almost have a superstar on the phone, Listen, all right? You, <laughs> you better get with me now. <laughs> You've been on TV a few times. But how have like literally how has that been? Okay, so first off, for people that don't know, you need to go to Poetiana dot com, read the background on her, see how she became the person that she is right now, because you just finished your season with the Clippers. Sure did, my first season. Right. Tell us a little bit about your role and how you became a part of that team. Okay, so um, Clippers has a team called Hoop Troop, which is like the hype squad. So we throw T-shirts, we interact with the fans, um, kids, dance, do all kinds of stuff on the Jumbotron. It's a vibe. Um, Okay, how did I get started with this? So I was going to Costa Rica last August, and the day before I left, I just so happened to be scrolling on the dancer, the Clippers dancers page, and like they were announcing their new members. So I was just like looking at all the girls, and then I get to a post that was talking about, "Can you entertain twenty thousand people?" I'm like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, it ended up being the flyer for that, which is worked out perfectly because the auditions or the open call was I think a couple days after I got back from Costa Rica. So or maybe it was like the next day. It was the next day actually. Okay. I got back on the twentieth and it was on the twenty first or something like that. But yeah, anyway, so I went to the, the audition. They basically just had us um playing games, honestly, just interacting with each other and just seeing how closely we pay attention to detail. Can we follow directions in the first place? Those types of things. And to be completely honest, I was on a high because when they called our number for, like, interviews, they called my number first. And, you know, I was late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from there, yeah, from there we did an interview process, and then, you know, you were in or you weren't. So do you do you feel like from being on vacation to, like, actually going to work, do you feel like that was, like, a difficult transition, or were you able to – get right to it because like this this is who you are this is your personality well you know me for those of you who don't I literally jump into things like 
pretty much everything. I don't know why. I'm just like a doer. Um, I love to take initiative, and that's just a part of who I am. And I was like, it's no, I don't care if I just got back from Costa Rica and I'm tired the next day. Like, I got to go. Right. If I want things, I got to do it. Right. Hey, that, that's a gym. Did y'all hear that? If you want it, you got to do it. it got to do this. <laughs> and guess what I did? Big. Exactly. And did it. And did it. <laughs> and it is so, <laughs> And that like I feel like that right there is major because if you don't if honestly if you don't want to do something, why even start it? Why even say, Oh, this is this is what my to do is, this is something that I'm gonna jump at it because you don't you never know when you're gonna get that opportunity, when you're gonna get that chance. Things are just gonna yeah. come at you and you have to be ready. You have to be yeah. prepared. Okay, I kind of, I kind of had to teach myself that, like this week with all these interviews. So y'all, y'all are gonna know this, you know, eventually. But I interviewed a person that, I mean, I kind of was prepared, but wasn't at the same time. I interviewed Travis Hugh, and I'm over here like, okay, like I'm, I'm prepared. I had my questions, you know, I was ready. I knew the time of our interview. But this mm-hmm. man wanted it earlier. <laughs> he wanted it. He, like, he wanted it like two, three hours earlier. And I'm over here panicking. Like I'm like, Lord, like my emotions are high. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So right. I mean, yes, I was prepared, but mentally I wasn't. So you have right. to be prepared through and through. Like you have to yeah. know, like no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening around you. You have to be prepared. So you, that was a gym. Yeah. You know I had to talk about it. You know I had to talk yeah. about it. But the other thing, too, though, is, like, you also have to trust yourself. Because, right. like, in your situation just now, like, if you already had your questions ready, like, you know, you should have just taken a woosah real quick. It takes nothing to take, like, just 60 seconds to just, whew, and right. then get back <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do what now? You ain't do what? Exactly though. So I know in our last interview you knew exactly what you wanted to do, but you just didn't know how long it right. You just didn't know how long it would take. So do you think being a part of the team, being a part of the Clippers, you think that that opened a door for you to accomplish your goals faster, or do you still feel like, or do you still feel like, oh, this is about to be difficult? Oh. See, it's a little bit of both. Um, okay. <clears throat> even if it does come quicker, it's still going to be difficult. So to be completely honest, I don't even remember what I told you my goals were in the last interview. That's, I should have <laughs> read my own article before I got on here. But um, see, be unprepared. But anyway, <laughs> I, I have always, not always, but since I started dancing, I've always felt like dancing needed to be a part of my life in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Um. Whenever whenever I stop dancing, it seems like my world is in shambles. Like, I kid you not. It can be something as small as, like, as small as a relationship. A relationship is not necessarily <laughs> small, guys, but as, nah. you know, it's, it's, yeah, I beg it's you for me, it's minuscule compared to my passion. Like, right. yes, I can be with somebody, but that aspect of my life is a little bit more minuscule when it comes to what I actually love to do. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm sounding like, F guys, but whatever. Um, You're not. I'm not. I'm not. And if you are, oh well. I mean, I'm not, but the ones who think it, okay, great. But anyway, right. 
the girls who get it get it, and the ones who don't. We no. <laughs> so um, anyway, I say that to say, I feel like this has propelled me into a clear mindset. Like I'm so tunnel vision on what I want now, and not mm. that I necessarily wasn't before, but I had so many different avenues on like what I wanted to do. And I think that for me personally, if I just hone in on one thing at a time, it works better for me because it can, like, uh, veer off into different directions that I wanted in the first place. But me trying to dabble in everything at once, for example, dancing, acting, modeling, if I focus on one of those things at a time, like, it'll channel, it'll funnel into the other things just to be completely honest, because they're all in the same world. It's all just industry work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I, to answer your question, I just really think that it has propelled me into, A, a clear mindset, and, B, just being more of a go-getter. I've been in an environment where I've, like, met people. Oh, um, look at what this is in an interview, too. I got hit on by Floyd Mayweather. That was one. That's a story for another day. But I just feel <laughs> like, of course, that was a boost of confidence. Like, do I want him? Absolutely not. But, I mean, when a person like that hits on you and you feel like you look 16, that's just, you know. Yikes. Whoops. Well, all right. Well, all right. You know, but that actually brings me to the so with with the dance, with auditioning, which we're gonna get into that later. But with all that, so acting is still something that you want to do. It's still one of your goals. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I still want to do that. I just don't want to do it in the same capacity. Like, I want my world to revolve around dance. Like, right. if I'm booked for a dance show, think think step-up series on YouTube or whatever, or even just, like, I'm booked on a Lifetime um, a lifetime movie as a cheerleader or just different avenues. Like, I don't have to be the main character. I'm not, I'm not looking to be no movie star. But right. it would be nice to dibble and dabble in those types of things just because it all comes with the territory. Right, right. So really, so really, dance is the the primary thing that you want to do, the primary goal. Oh, yeah. And what what you want to do. So I know you're still working, you know. Shout out to McNair Tax Service. You feel me? Like, I, I, I know you. <laughs> tax season over. Right, well, you still need to get your taxes done in off season, okay? So if you're late, hit me up. 310 219 That's the office call. Period. Period. Y'all heard that. Say that number one more time so people can get it. 310 219 0454. That's McNair Tax Service. All right, get your taxes done. How how are you how are you finding the balance like because I know it has to be difficult I know working trying to make a career trying to make a name for yourself and still having the social life because I know you're you're one you're a social butterfly like you have to have some type of life outside of work you know yeah. so how are you able to balance it all or are you able to balance it all um, it's a combination of both lol. <laughs> um, so during the tax season, I don't. There is no balance. To be completely honest, it's like hanging out with my man because he knows that I be stressed. Um, just because during tax season, it's so demanding. 
but now that it's like not tax season is when I can focus on other things. So like last year, I focused on doing a lot of background acting work. So that's what I did last year. But again, that's when I was, you know, just doing, dabbling and everything. This year, I started training, um, dance training. I did a little bit um, right before tax season started and a little bit in the beginning of tax season. But honestly, it became too much. So by by Valentine's Day, I had to just kind of focus on work and do dance when I could. So now that tax season is over, I can just hone in. And when do you know a time to just say, all right, like, let me focus on this? Because I know before you said that, you know, you still wanted to do dancing, acting, modeling. But when did you really know, okay, if I focus on one, all the other stuff is going to come? Because I know before you were trying to dabble in all three. You were trying to, you were trying to do all three. So when, when did it click for you when you said, okay, like, dance, I'm going to focus on dance because this is my primary goal and everything else is going to fall behind? When did you know to do that? Honestly, I knew to do that when I found myself focusing more on booking um, acting gigs than dancing gigs because it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, acting would be great. I think that that's a good pocket to have. But also, what is my main passion? My my only passion, to be completely honest, is dance. So why... Why step away from that when I can train in that and go full force towards that and let that be the funnel into everything else? Right. And and, um, I just want to let everybody know that she thinks I forgot. You know, she thinks I forgot. She thinks thinks that, you know, there's going to be question after question after question, right, y'all? Let me me, me give y'all a little background. This is my friend, you know, my best friend. So she's been holding, she's been holding this secret from me, and I've been in in my head, I've been waiting, and I've been saying, all right, like I'm not gonna ask, I'm not gonna ask, I'm not gonna ask, I'm just gonna wait until the interview, right? So now that the people know, I want to know what is the secret. Okay, so do you have any idea what it is or no? I mean, okay, did you? Did you stamp? Did you stamp your name? Did you get LLC? Did you get like your a business started? Oh wow, you are very very close. <laughs> um, well, you're basically right on the money. Okay, so basically, um, with I was discussing my tunnel vision. With that, I have decided that um, I'm going to have a five year plan in opening a dance studio. Boom. Boom. Yeah. I wish I had a dog going bomb, you know, the little bah. Like, oh. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, that is dope. Yeah. That is dope. So what, so what made you realize, all right, like, I'm enough playing with y'all in y'all studios. I'm about to get my own studio. <laughs> because, listen, because listen, y'all, listen, y'all. She had um, a heels class. And that hills class was dope because I remember at oh, first you were you were nervous, you were nervous about it. You were like, I don't know, like I don't know. And then when you did it, you had like ten ten girls show up, and then it was more. Yeah, then it was so like twenty. Class, yeah. By the right. time I by the time I left Atlanta, I had like forty five girls to come to class. 
Period. So what made you get back? What made you get back into this? What made you say, all right, it's time to get this dance studio together? Now, I can't fully give it away because it all goes into my model. I can tell you that offline. But um, honestly, it just all goes back to my passion. And my dad, he kind of has been saying this for years. Like, I don't know if it started when I was in high school or college when he was saying it. But he would just be like, oh, like, you should open a dance studio. And I was just like, eh, I don't want to. Like, no, not really. But when I think about how it makes me feel to teach others and how I love just opening a creative space for people who don't necessarily want to be professional dancers. Like, they just want to come to class because their friend told them about it or, like, their friend is my friend and they're just like, you know what, let me just put on these heels and go to class. Or don't put on heels and come to class barefoot. Whatever the case was for those classes, it it just it was a good feeling for me. Like, it always, I always left class feeling joyful even if I came to class super-duper nervous because most times I did. I think there was only, like, one time where I wasn't nervous. But, um, yeah, it's just, why not stamp a, like, stamp my name on something, make it a business, and do what I love to do for my whole entire life. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, y'all. Oh, I'm about to have a, a dance studio. I'm about to be in there like, ah, ah, ah. Like, I'm really like, that. We're going to be in there like you got served. <laughs> Break this. What, what they call it? Crump. I'm be crumping it. Like, like, what? That is amazing. I'm so proud of you, and I wish nothing but success on you. Because honestly, I I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the dance because I because I know I hear it in your voice, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go to you know this dance class or like this studio, and it's just kind of like. <laughs> It's just kind of like not to say that they're not, you know, um, great dancers and stuff like that. But I know for you, you're like, I probably could do it like 10 times better, you know. <laughs> like 10 and times it's not better. Honestly, it's the opposite of that. So here's the thing. In L.A., most of the studios are known worldwide, right? Right. And so you go in there and you have this whole mindset or this even like aura of, like, you have to be the best of the best, which, okay, of course you want to get there at some point in time, but, like, when you, like, there's always times I feel like you should walk into a space and feel like I just want to have fun. Like, mm. I don't I don't want to have to think about getting a video. I don't want to have to think about, okay, who's in the room? Like, does this choreographer do direct bookings? Like, I don't want to have to think about those things. And I I want my space to be that space. Mm. And that's, I feel like that's really honestly how it should be. It should be fun. It it shouldn't be something that's like, uh. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, the classes are always fun. Like, I always have a good time, but my mindset is always focused on the professional family as opposed to just making sure that I'm doing what I love to do. Like, yes, I Mm. am, but sometimes I feel myself just going through the motions. Like, when I went through my mentorship program, I was not going through the motions. Was I getting pushed? Absolutely. But I was also having a damn good time. Oh, can I say that? I was having a yeah. really good time. So, um, 
I was having a really good time, and I just felt like I didn't necessarily get that everywhere. And, I mean, I'm not looking for all choreographers to just have a safe space because their job is to choreograph. Their job right. is to give you material. But I don't know. I, I want to be different in some aspects, and that is one of them. Okay, and I know you mentioned, you know, your dad kind of giving you, you know, kind of putting it, like, this is the idea, you know, and kind of, like, planting the seed in a sense. He has always been, like, shout out to dad. All right, shout out to dad. He has always always been very supportive. But I remember you said that there was, like, some people in your life that just wasn't as supportive, you know, as you would like them to be. Has that changed recently? Um, yeah, actually. So, first and foremost, I changed who I was around. Mm, that was the mm-hmm. bottom line. I have had to distance myself. I've had to let go of people. And, I mean, not going to lie, it's always hard to step back from people that you love. Uh, I don't necessarily mean like a parent or anything, people. Don't be dramatic. But like, <laughs> just, just people that you're used to being around, people that you're used to, uh, you know, supporting and you're used to them supporting you, it's or I guess in some ways, rather. But I don't know. I just felt like I have been in a season of actually focusing on myself. Like, and don't get me wrong, I always focus on myself just because I'm the center of my whole entire universe. But (laughs) um, it's just more so of, like, making sure that everything that I'm doing is what I want to do. I don't I don't want to put myself in the position of doing something I don't want to do. Until I have some kids, I ain't doing nothing I don't want to do. Facts, facts. I definitely feel that. But do you think... Because at that point, it's a responsibility. Exactly. We, look, we don't need none of that right now. Okay. Yeah, right but do you think that, you know, with the lack of with the lack of support that you did have, do you think that having that support now has affected you better? Or do you think that it really didn't affect you at all because it really didn't matter if you had the support or not? But we all know that the support is is beneficial to us. The support allows yeah. us to be like, Okay, you know what? Like now now I, I I have more determination to go out there and, you know, get get to my goals, get to my dreams and the things that I want to accomplish. Like how did it affect yeah. you? Yeah, now I'm not one of those, um oh, you wrong type of mentality. I don't know why because I guess mainly because I don't normally care about others in that sense. But it was for me super duper hard to not feel supported. I would tell myself a lot of times that like, okay, like maybe I just shouldn't do this and those times where I spoke about where I wasn't dancing, some of those times were due to me not having support. And it was just because, like, it's hard to be self-motivated 100% of the time. Like, of course, you have to do what you have to do for yourself, but it's really hard. And sometimes people don't understand where I'm coming from because they think that, oh, like, I'm just going to do whatever I want for me. And that's great. And I think that to some extent people really do that. But <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, they always have, they don't sometimes realize, but they always have somebody supporting them. And not to say that I've never had anyone supporting me, but there is, um, there's always been one person in particular that I wish supported me um, harder than they did before. Mm-hmm. And I think that now that that person does, it's a sigh of relief. Right. Like, 
They prepared us outside because you never know what's going to happen like this. Yeah. You thought it was going to be at the end of May. Now it's at the beginning of May. They it's the first day of May. May can't right. even get here good. Right. They couldn't even get their little foot in. Like, right. Get the feet wet. <laughs> so how? Like, what exactly are are your thoughts? Like, are you kind of like, okay, do you do you have a specific team that you want to dance for? Is there a specific team Absolutely. in your mind where you're like, this, like this is it? If I don't get, if I don't get into this dance team, I don't want no other team. <laughs> now, <laughs> if not, if I don't get on this one, I don't want none of them because I just see myself dancing for a pro team. Mm-hmm. But. I do have a dream team. It's been my dream team since I was eight years old. So this was my my why for this team is so like huge. And I listened this the other day. I was just like, wow, like my why is because this was my first introduction to dance as an art form. <laughs> that team was my first, yeah, my first introduction to dance at all. Like. Before I even knew that dancing outside of your living room was a thing. <laughs> Not dancing outside of your living room. Seriously. I'm like, girl, I used to be just dancing in the living room for my parents and my little sister who I made watch me perform all the Beyonce concerts up and through I was in college. So this was not even like uh, when I was a little girl type of thing. No, I was a whole adult making my little sister stay on the couch and move the coffee table to watch me perform the Beyonce concert. Yes. Shout out to Hallie because if I had to choose my biggest supporter, I would probably say it's her because she would literally sit and, I mean, maybe she was paying attention. Maybe she wasn't. Probably <laughs> not. But she she let me. Exactly. She, let, she allowed me to just be my own crazy self. And she allowed me to think that I was Beyonce. So when I have to go to therapy, <laughs> Not Beyonce, right now. Natalie, when I have to go to therapy, it's her fault. <laughs> Look, it's I'm over here taking on Beyonce, and because yeah. my sister <laughs> allowed me to because do that. My, yeah. No, but um, <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, I have a dream team. I don't want to jinx. I'm not going to say I don't want to jinx it, but I want my I want the announcement to be so major that it's just like, wow, she freaking did it. And so, yeah. So with, with all that, with, you know, the auditions, with work, with life, we talked about it again, but what advice would you give someone who isn't quite sure how to navigate between their everyday life and their dreams? Oh, what did I used to say about work? Oh, use your nine to five to fund your dreams. Mm. Don't do your dreams. Don't, don't, um, you know, chase your dreams in addition to the nine to five. Use that to fund your dreams because, I mean, you need money. Who doesn't need money? And you have to pay bills. And I live in LA where you either pay your bills or you're homeless. There's mm. no, there's no, like, stuff is not sweet out here. Like, you have to grind and you have to have a particular mindset in order to, if you want to be in the entertainment industry, you have to have a particular mindset to get there. You can't sit on your butt for a year working your nine to five and just think that something's going to fall in your lap because it's not. Exactly. But... Gone are the days where you get discovered as a model in the mall. 
gone are the days, okay? Yo, you know what? Crazy. Yep. So- I already know. Go <laughs> ahead. That's why I did it. Go ahead. Crazy story, y'all. Crazy story. I was in the mall. This had to be like some high school. It was like probably it was like in high school for sure. It was like our junior year. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it was like my junior year. And the mall man, this this white man came up to me. He had a card and everything. And I remember one of our one of my peers in high school was already a model. And I was oh, yeah. and I used to wonder like like how is she doing this in school? Like that is so weird to me. And how and how is she even a model? Like this is crazy. But I would never forget the man. I don't know. I don't remember what store I was coming out of. But the man came up to me and he was like, he was like, you have the perfect face. And you know, as as a as a sixteen seventeen sixteen seventeen year old. I'm thinking, yo, you creep. Why you all up in my face? First off, like, when he handed me the card, he was like, you know, um, I'm from a modeling agency, and, you know, we we look at talent, and we look for talent in malls and the stores and things like that, and you're perfect. You're perfect. Your features, um, your natural hair, everything is just perfect. And I'm looking at him like, this man is crazy. Like, I don't trust it. He handed me his business card, and I'm like, mm, I don't really know too much about you. I can't even remember the man's name. I wish I could shout him out because I would never forget this. And I was like, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. But a friend that was in high school that was a model, I talked to her about it, and I was like, hey, like, do you know this person? And she's like, oh, yeah, this is the same man that came up to me and started my modeling career. When I tell you my mouth dropped because I, I thought it, I thought. I thought he was a clown. I thought it wasn't real. I thought that, you know, everything was fake. And matter of fact, it was actually it was actually real. It was something that I could have done. And, you know, showing it to my parents, they were just like, no, nah, I don't trust it. Like, nobody trusted it. And not going to lie, I kind of didn't either. But it was kind of like a, ooh, I, I wonder how it would be, like, if I modeled, you know, if – if I was actually, you know, doing it, because now I'm thinking like, dang, I, you know, I like taking pictures, you know, and mind you, my, my sister, she, she had been modeling school. She was, um, went to Barbizon and she went to the whole modeling school and, you know, she, she went through the agency and stuff like that. And I remember being, you know, young, I was young at that time. I was, I think I was like seven or eight and I was asked to walk and they were like, yo, you have a great walk. Like that, like that's amazing. But I didn't do it because I was like, oh no, this is my sister's time. You know, like let me just, you know, sit down. But yo, yeah. I missed two opportunities, two opportunities to model, yeah. to, you know, do that. But, you know, I, my purpose was bigger, you know, I had different things and, but if I knew what I did before, when I snatched that card, trust and believe I would be a super model. I would be a supermodel. Okay, I would Super. be the <laughs> do no interviews. Yeah. Hey, shoot, I may, I may just end up um, being a wife to one of the Harvey brothers. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Next question. Next question. Okay, okay, okay. So, what have been your obstacles during this time, like in between? Um, you know, working, dance, what have been some of the major obstacles? Life. The biggest <laughs> obstacle of them all. Um, let me, finances, because 
you want to do, you know, I want to take all the dance classes in the world, but dance classes cost money. And guess right. what you got to do in order to make money? You got to work. And guess what you got to have in order to work? Time. So the time that you're spending working to fund the dance classes, guess what? You can't take the dance classes because now you're working during that time. Don't you know <laughs> Listen, I had to just go, because I, yeah. I, I understand, I get it, and it doesn't really help because of the inflation of today, because yeah. now you it feels like you have to work more, just because you told me, you told me the other day, gas was $7, that's ridiculous. Girl, girl, well, my gas ain't $7, because I go to Costco, but yeah. <laughs> but still, it's ridiculous for even it to be up there. You know, like for gas to be more than three dollars. Exactly. The inflation during this time, like and and I think that that may be the reason why a lot of people are afraid to trace their dreams because they feel as though, Well, dang, I don't think I have enough money or, you know, I don't think that I'm gonna be able to to get there because I have to work so much because I have bills. You know, I actually have a life. And but that's where the balance comes in because you can't get sucked. If you want to actually do something other than work the job that you're at, you can't get sucked in because they will use and use and use you until they find somebody else to do your job. And I read this quote one day a long, long, long time ago before this dance thing was even in my head as far as, like, it being my career. Um, I read this thing that said, your job if you died, your job would replace you within two weeks. Stop stop thinking that your job is your life, if you don't love it, I guess I could say. But, yeah, think about that. If you died today, your job would have somebody else to replace you within two weeks. Mm-hmm. Not if you quit. If you died, if you were no longer on this earth. Mm. So, you know. You know, thinking thinking about that, that just kind of goes to show that the importance the importance you have in a job. You know, not not a career because I do believe that a job and a career are two totally different two things. Totally different things. Yeah. But that how would it? That's the that's the level of importance you have in a job. Nothing, mm-hmm. literally nothing. You're at a level zero. If, if you're you, just you there. Know, you're just there to find, and that's another thing that I read. You're working a job to fund somebody else's dream. Mm-hmm. Like, they're thinking, oh, this their dream or whatever, their family business. Whatever the case may be, you're funding somebody else's dream. Y'all, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not saying there's anything with a nine-to-five or working or whatever. Please do not cancel me. I'm not saying anything like that. <laughs> what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that, be mindful of what you're doing, you know, um, make sure that, because the last interview that I had, the, the person said the job that he has now is something that he actually loves. So, so be mindful. Like if, for instance, if you're at McDonald's and you love flipping burgers like that, like that's your thing. At cookouts, you be flipping burgers. You know what I'm saying? At events, you be you flipping like, burgers. Yeah, like, it makes you feel alive. Exactly. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with having a job and make sure you're actually doing something that you love, that you can actually get get yourself up out the bed and be like, you know what? I hate the fact that I got to work, but I actually love what I do. So let me go ahead and get this or, done. <laughs> yeah, or that it aligns with what you love. 
Exactly. Like, let's say I was teaching at a dance studio and I didn't actually love that because I didn't love working for somebody. It's in alignment with what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. And also find ways. Find other ways. Like, for dance, a lot of studios let you do what's called work study, where you work, like, a, how, however many hours per week, and you get free classes. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be starting to do that soon. Yeah. So, y'all. So that way, that eliminates a whole expense, and all I have to sacrifice is one day out of my week, eight hours out of my week, and I get unlimited classes for free. Do y'all hear this? Are y'all listening? Are y'all paying attention to what she's saying? They don't hear me though. Like they they don't like they're barely listening. But that's okay. That's okay because while they're sleeping, I'll be working, so I'll be that much closer. Exactly, and that is what it's about, people. It's not about like oh, who's making the most money and stuff. It's about okay, who's doing what they actually love? Who who can actually love their life? Exactly. I'm, I'm sure getting out the bed. Oh I'm getting out the bed, and I'm like, hey. This this is this is what I love to do. I have no type of oh, I'm not soaking, I'm not stressed. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm and there's a difference between good stress and bad stress. There's absolutely. A there's a difference. You can be you can be stressed. And there's a difference between busy and productive. Mhm. Mhm. Listen, I'm trying to tell y'all, like having having goals, having dreams, that's something that needs to be mandatory. Like. You you have to you have to have goals for yourself. I'm not saying yeah. goals for everybody else. I'm not saying what everybody else wants you to accomplish. What do you want to accomplish for yourself? Where do you see yourself? And I know this is like uh uh what what you call it? Uh uh I can't even think of the word right now. But I was like, what are you saying? I wanted to say like a shallant, but that's not the word. Um Anyway, but cliche. The, the, yes, cliche. Thank you, Lord. Have mercy. I was like, Shalon, that's definitely not the word I'm looking for. But a cliche statement of what are you going to be doing in the next five years? You know, like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like, what are your goals? What do you see yourself accomplishing? You know, like, it is it is actually something that you really need to sit down, journal about, get your calendar, get your vision board. That's something that I still need to work on. Please don't bite my head off. But, you know, get your vision board and get going to what the things that you want to do and, the, and where yeah. you see yourself. That's important, uh-huh. though. That's very important. So I'm happy. I'm happy that you have a vision. I'm happy you where you see yourself. Like, I'm happy in the fact that, you're walking in your purpose. You're walking in your goals. You're check marking oh, the <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I'm you're drinking. Listen, listen, but but it's a good spring. It's a good yeah. run. You know I like to run. Ooh. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's a good way. Feeling. It's a good feeling too. Right. Like it it's something that everybody should want to feel. You know, so speaking of that, speaking of walking in your purpose, what have been some of your accomplishments during this time? Oh, okay, accomplishments. You know, this is always one of my hardest questions to answer. It's because I don't be thinking about, like, everything. Um, Since I last spoke with you, I guess I should say, or within a, within the past year, I'll do within the past year, right. I um, moved out of my 
daddy's house. I still work with him, so I still see him every day of my life, which is fine, except for Sundays. Um, so there's that. Um, I have, like I said, I've focused on myself. That's a huge accomplishment because not a lot of people do that. Um, the hype squad, so hoop troop was a great accomplishment. Yes. I started planting seeds for other things. Yes. Um, yes, that was a so major accomplishment, if you ask me. Yeah. It was just something that I randomly came across, like, boom. But, um, yeah, I guess those two things I could say were major things. I'm in a relationship. I'm happy. Hey. Shout, shout out to that boy. Shout out to that boy. You see, they ain't going to say his name. Shout out to mommy. <laughs> shout out uh, to me. I started back doing my YouTube channel. Right. I was waiting. But see, you can't see my face. And that, see, that, that's the part that I hate. Because I'm over here like, uh, I can tell you one thing, um, but I want you to think about it. <laughs> I want you to think about it. And about it. <laughs> speaking of that, I have a video dropping today. Today is what, April 22nd. I have a video dropping at noon my time today. By the time y'all see this or listen to this um, interview, it will have already been up. So definitely go watch it. My YouTube is called A Girl Named Stanley, S-T-A-N-L-E-E, two E's, no Y. Um, go check it out. I went to Coachella. Oh, that's an accomplishment. Girl. Right. How was it? How was Coachella? Like, was it good? Oh, it was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so, so, so much fun. Nice. I've been, oh, here we go. I I got more apologies. I've been networking more now than I ever have. I've just been put in rooms where how can our two worlds collide? And that's how, you know, I've been networking, just trying to see, like, if I meet a rapper, I'm just like, okay, you know, I dance. Not no booty shaking, but, you know, <laughs> I ain't going to be no video vixen. But if you have, like, you know, choreographed, you need dance. I mean, a lot of music videos you do the choreographed dancing now, so, you know. Yeah, I saw you in um one one music video or one video. You had another video shoot the other day, if I'm not mistaken. The other day. Yeah, you said with this um guy, I, I can't, um, Lord, try to get me lying about names, but uh, yeah, you had a video. Oh shoot. no, it was um, it ended up not being a music video. It was a trailer for his new album that's about to drop. Oh, like, oh project, okay. Whatever kind of project. Yes. So, oh yeah, literally. Okay, you're talking about accomplishments. I literally went over my vision board um yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the things on there, if they're not already checked off, they're in the works. Period. Period. I've been in the room, like I've been in the position to fulfill those things. And you know what? That's amazing. That's why I say, guys, you have to write your goals out. Like, <clears throat> as some, something as simple as a vision board. Come on now. Like, yeah. people, people nowadays want to talk about manifestation and, you know, speaking things to existence. How about you get that poster board from Office Depot? <laughs> or, or not even that, because I I knew that I wasn't going to find everything I wanted in a magazine. So I made mine on Canva, 
and all I did was Google the picture okay. and put them in there. Listen, listen, we're trying to we're trying to get y'all to the point where y'all are accomplishing your own goals and you're you have that drive and you have that support in yourself. In yourself, because it starts with you. Like, yes, people will come and plant seeds and people will give you, like, different ideas, but at the end of the day, it's you that has to water them. It's you that has to give it life. Nobody else is going to give that seed life but you, okay? Or the seed is going to be in the ground forever, okay, and not even sprout. (laughs) Like, you have to be able to be willing to put yourself out there network and do things that make you uncomfortable or do things within like you know to start out do things that are within your comfort zone but also like I don't want to like I think that staying in your comfort zone has a negative connotation what I mean comfort zone what I mean by comfort zone is like still sticking to your morals and things like that you should still be growing of course that's not always uncomfortable to grow, like, I don't know, like, I always see quotes and stuff that's like, oh, if you're comfortable, then you're not growing, but that's not necessarily true, because some people are just comfortable growing, like, I'm okay with being a better me, so it's it's a growing pain sometimes, but not all the time. Okay, different perspective, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, it's sometimes, like, doing things that push me to my limit are not necessarily uncomfortable. Now, it might be uncomfortable sitting in a split for a minute, but guess what? <laughs> That's the only discomfort I'm getting because I want to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Well, I thank you, Stanley. We have one more, I have one more question before we okay. wrap this up. What is Uh-oh. one thing that you want someone to gain from listening to this interview or just simply seeing you on live and and what would you want them to take from your experience? Okay. Can I say, like, multiple things? Yeah, girl, you say what you want. Oh, this, you're good you're this is about you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All about me. No, um, the first thing that I want people to do is live your best life. Like, to the fullest. Travel. Eat. Hang out. Sleep. Uh, do whatever it is that makes you happy all the time, especially until you have kids. Because I I say that because I'm like, you know, our age is on the brink of like where we start thinking of marriage and kids and all those types of things. But it's like, get those things out and then have kids. Or, you know, in in my case, that is, you know, some people have kids already. But for me, it's like, okay, get everything out before I have kids, so then that way I have things to share with my kids, like, oh, mom did blah, 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 like, I don't want to be, oh, mom wanted to be a dancer, but instead she just decided to get married, uh-uh, I'm not living in or life, I'm living in mm. and life, mm-hmm. I'm doing it all, Talk to him. Talk don't to think him. I'm not going to still be a dance teacher while I'm pregnant, anyways, um, <laughs> be in there with that belly, okay? In a split with the belly. About to pop. That's what the classes are gonna be called. I'm gonna do a maternity class. About to pop. <laughs> and so anyway, yeah, so I have that. And then be unapologetically you. 
Mm. Always. Because some people are going to love it. Some people are not. But guess what? The people who don't love it can go somewhere else and find what they love somewhere else. Say that. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. The people who don't like it can go somewhere else and find what they love somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. It's that simple. It's literally that simple. Stop trying to um, make everybody else happy. Like, yeah, don't trying. conform. Don't conform. Exactly. They're not. They're not living your life. They're not living your life. They they are living their life or have lived their life. Yeah, and everybody's journey and path are like everybody's path is different. Like mm-hmm. there can be two people that are in the same field. They're in the same, um, you know, avenue of life when when we look at them. Like let's say, okay, Beyonce and Rihanna are both famous singers, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me that their journeys are the same. <laughs> you cannot. The journey that they both took are totally different. Did they get to the totally same destination? In so a did. <laughs> in a sense. But even that wasn't their final destination. So you just back to how I started this whole conversation. Use one avenue to venture out into other things. Like, find find something, go for that, and then let that idea just keep snowballing into something else because eventually, like, well, not eventually you're going to get to where you want to be. Yes, you're going to get to where you want to be, but you also shouldn't feel like you have to get to a certain point and that's it. Mm-hmm. You can always keep going because guess what? You should be growing and your, your wants and needs should change. Like, I'm sure that my my desires now will be different in five years. They might be different next year because, hey. And as they should be. I feel like things will change. You'll find new goals, you know. You'll find new things that you love, that you want to do. So, of course, you know, your goals and the things that you want to accomplish are going to to change. It's supposed to. Don't think that because – Exactly. Don't think that one that this one goal has to be your only goal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I chose this goal, so, you know, I have to do it, or everybody's going to look at me crazy because, you know, I have all these other things that I'm doing. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Because, at the end, because at the end of the day, you don't, you don't really know your path. You know what I'm saying? You know where you want to be. You you know you know exactly the steps that it's going to take to get there, but you don't know all the obstacles and the detours that life is going to bring. You don't yeah. know. But the the best thing that you can do is be prepared. Be yeah. prepared. Yeah. And I like this thing that shows, like, a straight line, just like a straight um, line, and it's like what people think success is, and then it shows, like, all types of stuff mm-hmm. and what – like what it really takes to get to where you want to be. It's not just an A to B. It's exactly. A through Z. Exactly. Like, exactly. You can know, okay, in order to get to here, I have to do this. Great. But guess what? It's going to be some stuff sprinkled up in there called life that's going <laughs> to happen. And you can't. Life is my biggest competitor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Life is going to sprinkle itself into everything. Mm-hmm. So, 
just, you know, be ready to uh, be flexible, be ready to make changes, and mm-hmm. just do do all the things, man. Be be who you want to be, and do it well. Exactly, and do it well. Yeah. And do it well, okay? Doing it, it, doing it, doing it well. Hey. This will be your theme song for the rest (laughs) of your life. Seriously. Seriously. And that's stamped. That's stamped. That is stamped. Thank you so much, family. Like, you are an inspiration. You look. I'm I'm excited for this dance studio. You need to tell us yeah. when it drops. You need to keep us in the know. Keep yeah. us in the know. This is literally my announcement for it, so that I feel like a little shook up now because now I'm like, oh, I've said it out loud like <laughs> to people. So now I have to like for real, for real, be on it. Which I mean, it's not that it's a a bad thing. It's just a it's a scary thing. Because it's a new venture. It is. It, it's scary, but I feel like I feel like that nervousness, that scariness, is is good. It's good. Because yeah. because I feel like when you when you have that, when you feel that, you know you're doing something right. You know, yeah, you know that exactly. You know that saying it out loud is like okay, look, that's happening. Ain't no doubt about it. Now that's happening. It is. Exactly, it's written, and I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to see where you're, where you're going, where you go. Like, this is amazing, and I'm happy you shared it with me. Oh, I'm not out. I'm out here changing the narrative. Nope. <laughs> Look, she gets it. A person I that get gets it. it. And I told you, I told you, it was going to be. A wonderful, wonderful episode. (laughs) Y'all. I'm excited. I'm only excited because I'm excited for where she's going, what she wanted to do. And I know that it's been a while since we've recorded that episode, but I will tell y'all. I will tell y'all. I'll give y'all a little, give y'all, give y'all a little some, some. Okay. She also was able to get be an extra on Sweet Life. Sweet Life, Los Angeles, you know, the production that Issa Rae did. So she's doing her thing. She's still out here moving, grinding, doing the things that she needs to do. And I'm excited as to where her life is going to take her. You know, she deserves it all. We all deserve it. We all deserve to keep pushing, keep grinding, and get our dreams, get what we're after. And we're going to constantly do that. I want you guys to constantly push. No matter what happens, no matter what obstacles may come your way, you deserve it. Period. Point blank. So, (sighs) I'm happy. I hope you guys gain something from it. And remember, anything that you want. You will get and you will exceed while black. Peace and love. I'm out.